At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Sports Betting Network. It is hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on season. The Sports Betting Network. Going to be going hard and heavy when it comes to basketball this hour. Going to give you guys a little bit of NBA towards the back half of this hour. In the front half, we're going to be taking a look at some college basketball. And I'm going to give you guys some trends in the middle of this hour as well with regards to college basketball. We're going to be taking a look at over-under trends. What teams have been very good to the over? What teams have been very bad to the over? Just like USC, if you want to take the over tonight with them, they have been very bad to it. It looks like Katie Nixon just wound up finding the end zone. It's going to be too little too late as you've got a buck 36 left in this one. Cal is currently up by a count of 24 to 13. So if you want to take right around 56 to 57 over, well, you're going to need a couple more of those. You're going to need an outside kick. You're going to need the band to be able to come on the field. And you're probably going to need overtime. But USC was able to find the end zone. Lincoln Riley, have fun with this organization. He is getting paid very handsomely. And there are not too many people in the sands at Cal right now. So it has been very, very fascinating to watch the, I'm going to coin it, most useless ever back 12 game in the history of college football. But let's take a look at something that's a little bit more useful and that's going to be able to make you a little bit more money. Some college basketball for this Sunday. And we're going to start out with the early game. This is 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. As you've got Northwestern in the road to face off against Maryland. And boy, oh boy, you've got a whole lot of stuff that's going on with this game as you got Maryland as a four-point favorite. Your tallest game is 136 and a half and 137. On the surface, it seems like, man, Northwestern has gotten a little bit better. That's what's going on. No. Mark Turgeon, head coach of Maryland. He and the organization 
wound up parting ways about 48 hours ago. I've had many people ask how or why. I have no flipping idea what wound up happening with regards to this. I mean, it is just so interesting as to why Maryland, along with Mark Turgeon, decided to part ways. Now, Jeff Goodman is one of the best follows on Twitter for all this information. Sounds like it actually was a mutual parting of the ways, which 99% of the times when you wind up hearing mutual parting, it means that it was just a way to try to save face because a guy was going to be getting canned, but... And Mark Turgeon was able to do a relatively solid job. It wasn't necessarily the ideal year for Maryland, but it's nothing that would get a guy fired after like eight games. But when it comes to the spot, you've got Danny Manning who's taking over as an interim coach for Maryland. For those of you guys that remember his coaching with Wake Forest, not good. Not good at all. But with that said, you've also got what I always like to call the fallen man theory when it comes to this. I think that Bill Simmons really wanted coming up with this best because he always had his Ewing theory. It's whenever you wind up having a star player, a coach, insert your organization front runner here, just something like this. You always see in that first game, everyone is playing as if they are getting a win one for the Gipper speech. They have taken 27 different like anabolic steroids and caffeine supplements and they all come out there and they wind up just being lights out. I could see that being the case once again here for Maryland. It is also a very early tip. Northwestern is having to travel a time zone, so that plays into a little bit of this as well. And I've had many people ask me, when it comes to these early tips, do you wind up shading your numbers down? Absolutely I do, because you've got 18 to, now with the COVID year, 23 to 24-year-olds having to wake up on a Sunday at what is going to be for them, if you wind up waking up three hours before tip, they're going to be waking up at 9 a.m. on their Sunday trying to get ready for this game. And, man, it does wind up taking it a little bit out of you. I was in college about mm, six, seven years ago. I can tell you right now, I was always cranky when I had to wake up on the weekends, and these guys are typically no different. So I did wind up shading my total down. I wound up setting it out of 136. And that's including late game following because I did wind up making my line Maryland laying six. So I do think that Maryland comes out. I do think that they wind up getting one here for Danny Manning. Now, moving forward after this game, I'll probably be looking to fade Maryland a little bit more. They're going to be following in my power rankings, but it's always an interesting handicap. And it's just across all sports. I mean, we saw with the NFL, with the Raiders, after John Gruden wound up being fired after that email scandal, everything like that. You wound up seeing the Raiders play an absolutely incredible game. After that, in game one, ever since then, they have wound up fading. I mean, it just happens time and time again. When the coach winds up getting fired and or, in this case, mutual parting of ways in the first game every single time without fail. I mean, you can take a look at TCU in football as well. I mean, TCU in football was absolutely terrible. Their first game without Gary Patterson, they looked like one of the best teams in the country. I have no idea how. I have no idea why. But these guys, I think, are going to be amped up for a 9 a.m. Pacific noon Eastern time game. I'm going to be laying it here with Maryland because I think that, once again, the fall man theory is going to be coming through for the Maryland Terps. As you guys know, with regards to college basketball every single day for the New York Post during the season. I always give out one pick that I always like. I typically go with a marquee game, one game that is not necessarily too early, so that way it's not like, oh boy, I want to miss it because it was the 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern time dip or anything like that. I always try to avoid that, but 
In this one, we're going to be going noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. So in the middle of what is going to be, I'm sure, an absolutely fabulous NFL Sunday. You've got North Carolina. They're going to be taking on the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is finding themselves anywhere between a 3-3.5 three and three and a half point underdog. Dolan's game is anywhere between 150 and 150 and a half. We're taking a look at North Carolina in this spot. I wound up saying them more around a 6.5 to a 7-point favorite because with North Carolina, this team has been lights out from three-point range here in the top 20 in all of college basketball. With that, this is a bunch of which they've got a whole bunch of shooters as well. Dawson Garcia, Brady Manick are guys with size that they're able to shoot above 35% from three-point range. So I think that they're going to be able to do a relatively solid job with that. When it comes to some of the other guys that you've got for this North Carolina team as well, someone like an Armando Baycoat. I think is the best low post player in this game. He's given North Carolina north of 15 points and nine rebounds per game. Rodney Howard, who has been able to come in and do a relatively solid job for Georgia Tech with right around eight parts per game. I don't think that he's going to be able to do necessarily a solid job when it comes to Georgia Tech as well. They are a team that they actually shoot it really well from three-point range, but they don't take a lot of threes. 30.1% of their shots wind up coming from three-point range. Out of 358 D1 teams, that's 318th. In all of college basketball. So they actually look to get a little bit more inside. North Carolina is a team that has much better size. When it comes to Georgia Tech as well. They have been not good at the free throw line. One of their top four scorers are shooting above 60% the free throw line as a collective. They are 272nd in the country with regards to free throw shooting. This was coming into the day at 66.7%. And when it comes to second chances. North Carolina is actually not allowed too many of them. Now with North Carolina. As we know in their first couple games of the season. They were playing the Olay style of defense. But only 18.7% of opponent misses have resulted in an offensive rebound. So I think that North Carolina has quite a bit of something going for them in that aspect as well. And when it comes to North Carolina, you have five different guys giving you at least 11 points per game. RJ Davis has been able to do a nice job with Caleb Love. These guys are combining for darn near eight assists per game. You've still got someone in Kerwin Walton who's able to be a sharpshooter. And when it comes to Georgia Tech, this is a team with right around a seven-man rotation. They were dealing with a little bit of illness. They seem to be all recovered from that, but this is a team that they're just a little bit too reliant on Michael DeVoe. Michael DeVoe is one of the best peer scorers in college basketball. He's been able to give the team 25 points per game. Jordan Usher has been able to take the load off of him a little bit. Usher is able to give you right around eight points per game as well, but I do take a look at this spot. North Carolina just has better athletes in general. They've got really good outside shooting. I think that they're going to be able to control this game. I think that they're going to not allow Georgia Tech to be able to get those second chance opportunities. So I want to make it my New York Post play of the day. North Carolina North, with North Carolina as well. They've actually been playing much better on defense in their last two games against Michigan along with UNC Asheville. Obviously, one is unlike the other, but they wound up giving up 51 and 53 points in those two games. So they've been playing a little bit better on defense. You figured that after they wound up getting completely bludgeoned in those two games out there in the great state of Connecticut, that they were going to be able to ratchet it up a little bit. They have been able to do so. So take a look at the under. And what I'm going to be releasing for the New York Post is North Carolina to be able to cover the spread in this game. When it comes to college basketball, you've got a very front-loaded slate. You're always going to be finding this on a Sunday. You're not going to have too many late games. As a matter of fact, when it comes to games after 4 o'clock p.m., Pacific time. I think that you wind up having about five of them, but one game that's going to be coming up a little bit earlier that I think is of intrigue, that'd be 8-11, 8-12 on the board between Minnesota and Mississippi State. Mississippi State wound up opening up a 10-point favor. Now we've seen them anywhere between 10 and 10.5. And At DraftKings, I'm currently seeing a 10.5, and, and your total on this game, it is ranging between about a 127.5 to a 129. So 
We're seeing a little bit of fluctuation here. With Mississippi State, I do think that there's some relatively solid value with regards to the over because when it comes to Mississippi State, they've now got Rocket Watts in the fold. Rocket Watts was terrible in his first couple games. He wound up going off for double figures in the last game for this team. You've got Garrison Brooks down low. He's been able to do a very nice job for this team. You may recall why it was at North Carolina prior to the pandemic shutting down that 2019-20 season. I mean, towards back half of the season, he wound up having a string in which I think in like six games, five of them, he wound up having at least 20 points and 12 rebounds. I mean, he is absolutely ridiculous for this team. You've been able to have quite a few other guys like a Shaquille Moore be able to step up in the backcourt. Iverson Molinar has even been able to do a great job when it comes to three-point shooting. Now, I've warmed up to this Minnesota team. Minnesota is a team that I wound up having projected dead last in the Big Ten, and I still don't think that this team is necessarily going to be great. They've beaten up on, we're going to call what it is, quite a few dregs to this point. The Princeton game should probably have not gone to double overtime had they been able to hit their free throws, but this is a line that I myself wound up setting at 10.5. I was looking at more of a 10 with Mississippi State just because you want to be able to dive in on the best of the number when it comes to Tolu Smith as well coming back for Mississippi State. That is going to be big for them, but I do think that this is a game that is going to wind up going over the total because when it comes to Minnesota, you do have some relatively solid shooters for the team. Jamison Battle has come in from George Washington, being able to get the team 17 points right around seven boards per game. Minnesota has been very good on defense, but look at the competition that they're playing. They're playing against Fort Wayne. They're playing against Jacksonville, a Princeton team, which that game wound up going over, but I mean, let's call it what it was. It, the game wound up going to double overtime. You wind up hitting it under in double overtime. I really don't know what to tell you, but I do think that you're going to get late game felling to be able to push this game over. Wound up lining this myself at a 10 and a half. Coming up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, we have seen, seen some trends with teams that have been very good slash very bad to be over in college basketball. I'll be giving those to you next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is a fresh way to be able to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more pickups, and no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes with two strengths, so that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to Zen slash find to be able to locate a store nearest you. That is Zen.com slash find. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on the Sports Bank Network v Sin and we wanted touching upon a couple of college basketball games that are going to be going down for Sunday, and we're going to be hitting on more of them throughout the hour. But I want to be taking a look at just a little bit of something that we've been seeing with regards to college basketball in general this season because we have been seeing some good trends. And to be able to do this, I do think that we should be bringing up a little bit of 2020-21 information. We're going to be seeing a couple Pac-12 games that are going to be going down on college basketball on Sunday. And there's going to be the least profitable team in all of college basketball last year that is going to be in action. They are going to be playing against Oregon. So I think that you know where I'm going to be going with here. Bobby Early, who has absolutely no idea what he's doing as the coach of this Arizona State team right now. Arizona State has been the least profitable team in all of college basketball the last two years. You take a look at it, 7-25-1 against the spread. If you have bet on them in every single one, of their games and you bet pretty much one unit on them, you are down 20 and a half units as of right now. If you wind up getting that push, obviously closing numbers might wind up varying a little bit. Ironically enough, they're the only team outside of the Midwest that has a sub 29% or a sub 26.5% cover rate as the two lowest teams after that. It's Illinois and Northern Illinois, which I find that to be absolutely hilarious that you wind up having two teams from the great state of Illinois, two directional Illinois schools after that be your least profitable teams. But it has been absolutely insane what we've seen. If you're looking for the most profitable teams, by the way, over the last two years, all well, two teams that wound up opting out the season last year, Cornell and Maryland Eastern Shore are both 7-0 and against the spread. And we've been finding this a lot with these teams that wound up opting out the season. They just have been undervalued. Maryland Eastern Shore, they didn't just get the cover against Lehigh on Saturday. They wound up being able to win outright. I feel like a lot of people just take a look at this Maryland Eastern Shore team, and I was guilty of this as well. I thought coming into the year that this was going to be a team that was going to be a drag. I thought that they were going to be in 
for a very, very long season just because, I mean, we've never seen a team wind up just not playing any college basketball at all and wind up coming back. You've seen teams go from the D2 level to the D1 level, but even though it's against like D2 competition, what have you, at the very least, there's something there. There was absolutely nothing here with Maryland Eastern Shore. And as of right now, Jason Crafton has to be in the top five with regards to player of, or in regards to coach of the year race. I recognize that this is a Maryland Eastern Shore team that is two and five, but you've got to consider the situation. Maryland Eastern Shore, prior to them opting out of the 2020-21 season, this was a bottom 15 team in all of college basketball. They were not good. I mean, their best player was a guy by the name of A.J. Cheeseman two years ago. And here they are. They've been able to win a pair of games, and they've been able to play relatively close as well with some of these power competition teams. I mean, this is, they wound up playing against a UConn bunch that is legitimately a top 25 team, and they held in there on the road to the tune of nine points. They wound up going on the road against Liberty. They wound up losing that game by 12. They wound up being able to knock off Fordham, a much better than expected Fordham team in a double overtime game. They wound up being able to get a relatively solid result against St. Joe's as well. They went on the road their first game coming off of a over full year, just pretty much dead spell, not playing any games. And they wound up hanging in there by two points. This has been a Maryland Eastern Shore team that has been able to make you a lot of money. Cornell, the same thing as well. They wound up having a not-so-seller year two seasons ago. They've been able to get some covers. Bethune-Cookman, we're going to give them a little bit of credit. They're a team that we're going to be seeing on Sunday. They're still not getting appropriately priced. And all the openers I'm seeing, right now you're finding them as right around a 25 to a 26-point underdog, and that just is not right in my opinion. You've just noticed that because there's a lack of data available on so many of these teams that wound up opting out, numbers have been off. I mean, Yale is a team that they're just a little bit of a chameleon and that they either give you an absolutely tremendous effort or they wind up giving you absolutely nothing whatsoever. But that is something that's really interesting as well. But when it comes to a little bit more of the over-under numbers, there is one school that has been really, really bad to the over because they have yet to hit one this year. The Jaguars, or if you want to use the silent J, the Jaguars, because they have no jump shots. So it is appropriate that you wind up not pronouncing the J because this team has been terrible this year. They wind up bringing in pretty much an interim coaching regime the last few years. You've got Byron Rim currently at the helm of this team, and gosh, it is not going well for them whatsoever. This is a team that... They do have a win to their ledger. I have no idea why, because they have scored 60 points or fewer in every one of their games against D1 competition. You've got one guy on the team that's averaging more than five and a half points per game. If you're looking for a team to take unders with, it is currently this bunch. I still remember watching a game a couple of days ago against Detroit. They scored 12 points in the first half against Detroit. Detroit is just pretty much giving you 30 points in the first half to start out with because they don't play any defense. They play relatively up-tempo. And they couldn't even take advantage of that. This is a team that, with regards to turnovers on a per-possession basis, they are one of the worst teams in all of college basketball. And you just take a look at it across the board. With regards to two-point shooting percentage, they are 300. Three-point shooting percentage, they are 329th. Free-throw shooting percentage, 346th. I mean, it's just all the way around. This team is just absolutely awful. And then on the flip side, they're allowing teams to be able to march to the free-throw line left and right. Opponents are shooting 8.3 more free throws per game than IUPUI. That is just absolutely deplorable. They've actually been halfway decent at really being able to hold teams down with regards to being able to contest shots. So I give them a little bit of credit there. But, man, if you're looking at overs on IUPUI, you're going to need these turtles to get shifted way downward. You're going to need them 
shifted down to like VCU like numbers because with VCU, they were a very good team to the under coming into the start of the season. That is no longer the case. They wound up like playing an over on Saturday, but that's because the number was set at 115. When you wind up getting those sorts of numbers, you really have to be either A, Virginia, or B, you really need to be having everything go right for those numbers to be able to go under. That was a game that wound up being 65 to 61. So with a total of 115, that means that the over wound up hitting by 11 points with 126. So that puts things into a little bit more context with you there. Uh, another thing that you're noticing is that we've seen quite a few power conference teams actually be very good to the over. As of right now, Kansas has yet to play an under. Now, one of those games wound up being a push, so it's technical when you wind up saying they wind up not playing any games to the under because if I wind up throwing out there the fact that they are all overs, that is not necessarily the case, but when it comes to Kansas, certainly has been fascinating to watch as defense, and a little bit of it is the product of the teams that they wind up playing, like a couple days ago, they wound up playing against St. John's, a St. John's team, which they're looking to just gun it. They're looking to grip and rip and everything like that. So it's been very fascinating. And what you notice with a lot of these teams that have been hitting all these overs is that last year they were very good to the under. Like Louisiana Tech, for instance, they were one of the more efficient defenses in all of college basketball last year. We have seen very much a shift with regards to Louisiana Tech. And it's a good Louisiana Tech team. Kenny Lofton. I always call him the big sexy of college basketball because he looks a lot like Bartolo Colon, but I mean, the guy could go out there and he could flat out play. He's a guy that's averaging 17 points, seven rebounds per game. It's a big reason why we have seen a little bit of tempo shift when it comes to Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech, a team that is playing some very good basketball. You wound up seeing it go down on Saturday that you wound up having yet another over with this team. They wound up having a closing total of 147, which you would have told me coming into the year, Santa Clara versus Louisiana Tech would have had a closing total of north of 147. I would have called you crazy, which that shows just how different these teams are. But they were able to get there on that as well. And when you just comes to what you're noticing conference by conference, because you've got some conferences that have come to the forefront. They've been absolutely amazing. You've had some conferences that they've been very bad. In non-conference games, Pac-12 is right now hitting at sub-40% against the spread. It certainly has been a little bit of a long year for them. Meanwhile, the spike. They're hitting darn near 60% of their games against the spread as well. So that has been something that I've been taking a look at when it comes to more of these teams with regards to the over Texas State, a team that we're going to be seeing in action within the next 24 hours. They've hit every one of them to the over. They're a team that they wound up having an interim coaching staff last year. You can tell that they're looking to go in a new direction. And I think that that's big when it comes to being able to hit a lot of these totals earlier early on in the season because you do wind up seeing a lot of good coaching staffs that they wind up being replaced, they wind up coming in, and I think that that's something that you've really got to be taking note of as well because if a guy winds up coming in, like we're going to take Josh Schertz, for example. He's the Indiana State head coach. Indiana State, traditionally, not a fast team, but not a slow team. He winds up coming in from D2 Lincoln Memorial. Lincoln Memorial, in five out of the last six years, they had averaged at least 85 points per game. You figured that he was going to stick to his guns. He has certainly done that to this point, so that has made Indiana State a very good team to the over. So I always like to be able to take a look at things like this when it comes to college basketball handicapping. Trends aren't an end-all be-all, but you do want to be taking them into account a little bit when it comes to your handicapping, and we're going to take a lot of things into account coming up next because I'm going to give you guys some picks and analysis on some of the games that we're going to be seeing on college basketball on this Sunday slate, and that's next right here on Decent, the Sports Betting Network. You're exposed. 
experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker available on VSIN.com for you to be able to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VSIN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to be able to follow the trends and find the best value. You're able to track the odds for odds to be able to win MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and so much more. Oh, head over to vcin.com slash NFL, and over there you're able to check out Prop Tracker, betting splits, key matchup, trends, matchup data, and everything else that you need on every single game at vcin.com slash NFL. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on the Sports Betting Network, and coming up in the final hour, we're going to be going hard and heavy on the NFL betting slate, so I'm going to be giving you guys that once we wind up hitting midnight Pacific time, that means that everyone in the continental 48 states is going to be experiencing a Sunday. So we're going to be diving into that here right now, though. We're taking a look at the hardwood. In the next segment, we're going to take a look at a little NBA here. We've got a lot of college basketball. We still have quite a few games that are going to be on the board. I think it was supposed to be 37, but you wind up seeing UCLA versus Washington be a forfeit. If anyone winds up offering this, I will tell you right now, UCLA on the money line. Hammer it because Washington forfeited the game. So there's no other way. There's no way you can wind up losing this one. If you wind up seeing it listed, take UCLA on the money line. That's all I'm going to tell you right there. I don't give out locks very often because locks typically don't exist. This might be the one exception because, well, Washington, they wind up just doing away with the inevitable. Unless if there winds up being some case of which there winds up not being a forfeit and if Washington were to take the court, they pretty much would forfeit anyway because it's UCLA versus Washington, but, well, that that that's your one right there. But with that said, we do have quite a few games. They're going to be actually played on this college basketball Sunday, and one that's really catching my eye is the South Carolina versus Georgetown game. With Georgetown currently finding them here at circa 5.5-point underdog, pretty much everywhere else, Georgetown is a 6-point dog, and your turn game is between 146 and 147, and we're noticing it with the teams that wound up catching lightning in the bottle towards the back half of last year. They are coming back down to earth, and they are coming back down to earth hard. I mean, just look no further than Oregon State. Oregon State is a team that we're going to be hitting upon a little bit earlier, but they're a double-digit underdog at home against Arizona, and I don't think the line that wound up opening up at 12 was nearly enough for this one. You're finding that anywhere between 11.5 and 12. as That actually opened up at 11, which that makes it all the worse. But you take a look at this South Carolina team. Are they great? Heck no. I mean, this is a team that they wound up getting blasted by north of 20 points against Coastal Carolina. But Georgetown also wound up losing on a neutral court to St. Joe's. And they are a bunch of average Joe St. Joe's this season. And when you take a look at Georgetown, you just don't have anything in the backcourt right now. They've been dealing with a couple of injuries, which has been really bad for them. Caden Rice winds up coming in from the Citadel. He's been able to give the team 13 points per game, but when you wind up having one of your key main pieces out there in the backcourt be someone that was playing for the Citadel last year, I mean, that tells you all that you need to know about what state your backcourt is in right now. Dante Harris has been able to give you four and a half assists per game, but the real big thing for Georgetown, not necessarily the offense. You take a look at the defense. With regards to 358 D1 teams, they're allowing the 336 most three-pointers made in the game. They're allowing opponents to be able to hit nine and a half of them. They're 268th in overall three-point shooting percentage, so that has been less than terrific. They've been able to do a relatively okay job on the glass, but you can tell that the son of Dikembe Mutombo, Ryan Mutombo, he's still very raw right now. He's getting himself just into situations in general that you don't want to be on defense. Timmy Ogahofi has been dealing with a little bit of an injury as well, so 
That's been an issue for this team. Colin Holloway's only been able to play three games. I mean, the list goes on and on. Now, when it comes to South Carolina, Jermaine Cousinart wound up missing the last game for the team, and there's a good chance that he winds up missing this game as well. South Carolina is not really worse for not having Jermaine Cousinart. I I will allow you to be able to tell me otherwise, but I take a look at Jermaine Cousinart. He's been able to shoot solidly from three-point range this year. He's shooting 40% for three. He's perennially about a 30% three-point shooter, and he has given out 2.2 assists of four and a half turnovers per game. That is called not efficient in my book. And what is bigger for this for the South Carolina team is the fact that now you've got Keyshawn Bryant back in the fold. Someone that was able to give the team double figures right around five to six boards per game last season. Back, he's been able to play two games. He's been averaging 11 and a half points per game and 19 and a half minutes per game as they've been easing him back. Now you should be able to take on a little bit more of a full workload. That is going to be very helpful. You've been dealing with an injury to A.J. Wilson as well. That has certainly hurt the team a little bit. He's able to be a good rim protector guy that, while he was over there at George Mason, was able to be relatively solid. So that is something that you want to be taking into account as well. But he has returned. He hasn't necessarily been a force with regards to shooting. And I've got to believe that he's going to be better than the 1 of 10 shooting performance that he wound up having against Coastal Carolina a couple days ago. But he also in that game wound up having 8 boards, 2 assists. He's a guy that is a relatively solid shot blocker as well. So I think that that's going to take it out of Georgetown. It's just a Oya's bunch of which I don't have a lot of faith in them at this point. When it comes to South Carolina, I think that they're going to be one of the dregs of the SEC. The worst team out there in the SEC is coached by Tom Green because he just has no idea what he's doing whatsoever, even though he was able to get a win over Memphis. Memphis has since been exposed. We wound up seeing that with them losing to Ole Miss. But I take a look at this spot. I do think that you're getting some relatively solid value here on South Carolina. I'm willing to lay up to a six and a half with them. When it comes to Georgetown and their old A style of defense, I'm willing to make this total more around 146. At 147, I do think that we went a little bit too far with regards to it, just because I do think that South Carolina with their inability to be able to knock down threes, I think is the best way of putting it. And the fact that they're turning the ball over darn near 17 times per game, you're going to see some sloppy play. And Georgetown, they themselves have been far from efficient on offense. So I do take a look at this 147. I do think that you've got a little bit of something to the under, but when it comes to South Carolina, here at six slash five and a half, I do think that it is a good take there. What else I think is going to be a relatively solid take is the big giant road favorite out there in the Pac-12. It's 837, 838 on the betting board. I mentioned it just a minute ago. Arizona versus Oregon State. Oregon State opens up an 11-point underdog. Rightfully so. This team did not wind up coming in on them. You've got Arizona now in between an 11.5 and a 12-point favorite. And your total on this game, it is anywhere between 141.5 and 142.5. And this is a spot at which... I very rarely like to take these big giant favorites on the road, especially traveling to someplace as remote as Corvallis. It's just out there in the middle of nowheresville. You have to wind up going from like 90 minutes from Portland down to Corvallis. I've actually lived in the state of Oregon. I sort of know that truck. So it's one of these things in which it's a little bit of a remote location. I just think this Oregon State team is absolutely terrible this year. And I mean, it shows. I and mean, they lost on their home floor to Samford. Not Stanford, Sam I Amford. That is not what you want. Really, their lone cover of the year came against Wake Forest, and the reason why they were able to get that cover is that they were down 22 points. They made some sort of a Herculean run that they'll never, ever be able to duplicate. This is a team that they went on the road a couple days ago, and they got blasted by Cal. Cal was projected to be dead last in the conference. 
hell is not any good whatsoever, and they wanted getting blasted by them. So, I mean, it's an Oregon State team that they clearly miss Ethan Thompson. I mean, for that matter, they miss just any sort of shooting whatsoever. They're shooting about 30% from three-point range. War with Altiche is right now trying to engineer some offense for this team. It's just not going well for them. They don't have a lot of facilitation. I mean, need I go on, and with Arizona, right now it's getting all the love for them, is the fact that they have been absolutely tremendous on offense, and boy, oh boy, have they been tremendous on offense. You just take a look at them, and with regards to a per-possession basis, they're in the top five in all of college basketball, and points scored on a per-possession basis, but what else Arizona is? Number two in points allowed on a per-possession basis. This team has been locked down. Tommy Lloyd has come in from Gonzaga, and he has been absolutely masterful for this team. Azula Subels, along Christian Coloco down low, he will give you a combined 31 points per game. Coloco, three and a half blocks per game. This is an Arizona team that as well. They're giving you nearly seven blocks per game. They're very stout down low. You've got a lot of good three-point shooting when it comes to this team as well. And they're not even hitting their peak with regards to that. They're shooting as a collective 33% from three-point range, but they've still been able to get the job done because they've got a lot of guys that have been able to buy into the system. They've got a lot of guys that they're able to dish out the ball as well. You don't necessarily have that one main ball handler, but you've got a bunch of guys like a Kirk Carissa out there in the backcourt. He's able to do a relatively solid job for this team. I think that Oregon State is just going to get hammered in this spot. Not hammered with regards to the betting action, but hammered with regards to on the court. I think that... Arizona should be more like a two-touchdown favorite. I want to say them more around at 14 personally. Justin Kyer has been able to do some nice things when it comes to Arizona. So I am all aboard Arizona as long as you're laying anything less than two touchdowns. And I did mention Sanford. Sanford's going to be playing an interesting game against Belmont. And I think that they're catching a couple too many points. When it comes to Sanford, what it, what is interesting about this team is that they wind up bringing in a high school coach. His name is Bucky McMillan. He was a legend when it comes to Alabama coaching, he's come in and he's been able to try to sort of replicate the Havoc style of defense they wound up having at the high school level. Year one, he clearly did not have the pieces to be able to do so. Year two, things have been able to take off. They wound up having a nice win last week against McNeese State. I know that doesn't sound like much, but you pair that up with the win that they had over Oregon State. It's looked very good. And the reason why Samford has been much more respectable this year Quez Glover has come in from Florida. He's been able to generate for the team 18 points, four assists. You've got a Belmont team that they brought back darn near everyone from last year, but we're noticing it with some of these teams that they wanted to bring back everyone that were seniors last year. That jump from year four to year five, it isn't as big as the jump from year one to year two. So these guys have sort of already reached their ceiling and they haven't been able to take advantage too much of it, which is why I do think that Belmont is getting a little bit overvalued. I'm not saying take Sanford on the money line. I made this line nine myself, but being able to get double digits here with Sanford, I do think that you're getting some relatively solid value. We've got to search for some value coming up next when it comes to the NBA as well. We're going to be doing that on the other side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to be a smarter better on every single one of these bowl games, as this year's guide is going to be providing matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions for you to be able to help make your best bets. The guide is designed to be able to give you an edge, whether you're betting on every game, playing a contest, or you just want to find some value on a couple of key props. The guide is going to be dropping on December 13th, so be sure to get your copy today for only $19.99. That is at vcin.com slash subscribe, as it is a great Peterson experience right here on vcin, the Sports Bank Network. In 15 minutes, it is officially going to be midnight here on the West Coast, which means that everyone in the continental 48 states is going to be on a Sunday. And that means that it's an NFL Sunday. And that means in the final hour, we're going to be going hard and heavy with regards to the NFL betting board. Also going to give you guys a little bit of college basketball as well. I'll refresh that New York Post play in case you wanted missing it earlier in the hour. And if you did wind up missing it earlier in the hour as well, what is always an option, VSIM best bets at the end of every single show. We always post up the hours from every single one of our shows. And this is for everything, whether you like a numbers game, whether you like follow the money, this show, this goes on and on. We've got you covered there. The folks behind the scenes do an absolutely terrific job. You've got Nick Wells. You've got 
You've got our man who's producing me tonight, Jason Cotton. I'm always used to saying Wyatt, but Jason's filling in, does an absolutely terrific job. I work with him quite a bit whenever I'm on the lookout as well, guys, an absolute ace. So big shout out to him. Oliver always does great work when it comes to the show as well. Mikhail, list goes on and on. All of you guys behind the scenes do an absolutely amazing job. And the people behind the scenes are the reason why you're seeing my face and all these wonderful graphics on your screen and you're hearing me in your radio slash wherever you're listening to the show. So big shout out to all those guys. They do absolutely amazing work. And it is amazing what we've been seeing in the NBA recently. We certainly have been seeing a little bit more of an overtrend when it comes to the NBA. And what else we're seeing as well is teams that wanted coming off of a back-to-back from Friday to Saturday, they certainly did not wind up faring well. You wound up having the Clippers coming off of a highly emotional win. They wound up having a letdown spot. They wind up losing to the Sacramento Kings by kind of 104 to 99. And I think that this is something that you've really got to be taking a look at when it comes to your handicapping. Now, we're not seeing any of these when it comes to Sunday because Sunday is a very short four-game slate, which is why we don't have as much NBA talk tonight because, I mean, you just don't have as many games. But with that said, you also wound up seeing a little bit of a letdown spot for the Golden State Warriors after they were able to snap the Phoenix Suns streak. They were closing as between a 9-9 and a half point favorite. And give a shout-out to the San Antonio Spurs. They've now won four straight games. They're able to win this game outright by a count of 112 to 107. And you've got to be taking a look at this as well. When it comes to the NBA, you do wind up having some teams that they wind up getting hellaciously hot. Then you do wind up getting some teams that I'm looking at you, the Oklahoma City Thunder, towards the end of last year into this year. They get hellaciously cold as well. And boy, oh boy, you don't get any colder than losing to the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant by 73 points, which We'll give it up to the Grizzlies. They were able to get a win on Saturday as well by kind of 97 to 90 with a game that just saw this line absolutely crash as you want to see the Mavericks be opened up as right in the pocket of about a uh, right in the pocket of about a five and a half point favorite. And then due to all the injuries that the Mavericks have, boom, that thing went way down. So you always want to be taking note of that when you wind up having someone like a Luka Doncic be out of the fold along with Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, that is going to cause the line to drop quite a bit. But Memphis, give them credit. They were able to get the job done. I do think that there's going to be a little bit of value on this team, even without John Morant, just because I do think that these are guys that they really do a good job of being able to know their role. And when it comes to Memphis Grizzlies as well, they've obviously seen a little bit of a dip with regards to their numbers. They've been able to win a couple of these games. And we also wound up seeing 145 points from a team on Saturday as well with the Boston Celtics, who it just feels like over the last two years, they've been the hardest team to be able to gauge because they either give you just everything or they wind up giving you a big giant stinker. There's really not much in between with them. They went 21 of 37 from three point range. That's really hard to handicap. I mean, if you want to think that Boston was going to go 21 of 37 from three point range, you are a better man slash lady than I, because that is not something that I want to seeing coming. I mean, you had Peyton Pritchard come in with 19 points off the bench. Trent Schroeder was able to chip in their 31. I mean, it was just coming from all angles when it comes to Boston Celtics. And when it comes to the betting board that we've got on the NBA slate for Sunday, you've really got two games with widely available numbers right now with the Washington versus Toronto game. You got a couple injury concerns there. Same goes for Charlotte versus Atlanta. Now, when it comes to DraftKings, they actually do have numbers available for these two games with the with the 
Wizards, you've got them as a one and a half point underdog against Toronto with a total of two twelve and a half. And when it comes to Charlotte versus Atlanta, Atlanta's currently finding themselves as a four point favor with a total of two twenty seven and a half. You're probably going to see a lot of movement on these numbers as we wind up seeing more and more information with these two teams. So we'll stick with the two games that we know a little bit more about. How about if we start with the early one with Utah going to Cleveland? Cleveland wound up opening up a six point underdog. Now you're finding them in most spots right around a four and a half. The total of 210 has went up just a tad to a 211. And mentioned it a little bit earlier. We are seeing more and more overs. And this is not your father's Utah Jazz team. Over the last few years, they've actually been very solid to the over with Donovan Spider Mitchell and company. Maybe able to do a nice job there. And it is a spot in which I would be looking at the road favor because with the Jazz, I think that they're going to be able to do a good job of being able to bottle up Jared Allen. Allen has been solid for this Cleveland bunch they he's been able to give the team right around 17 points 11 and a half boards per game but you've got that guy by the name of Rudy Gobert and he is pretty darn solid down low I know that there are some people that wind up giving a little bit of shade from time to time but I mean this is a guy that's right now leading the NBA or towards the top of it with regards to rebounds 14 and a half boards per game he's been able to do a terrific job of just being able to clog up the lane in general very good defender so I think that he's going to be able to win that battle. When it comes to Cavaliers, they've obviously been one of the more surprising teams out there in the NBA. That's because the backcourt has been solid. Darius Garland does turn the ball over a little bit more for my liking, but filling out 7.5 assists per game, he's been able to do a good job being able to pump in their 19 points. So he and Colin Sexton have been able to make a nice duo out there in the backcourt. But I do think that this is a bunch of which they've really been able to benefit from the fact that rookie Rubio has been out there because Sexton, He's missed half the season thus far, and Ricky Rubio has been able to pick up the slack where needed. Ironically enough, a former Utah Jazz member, and he's been able to do a nice job, even with Kevin Love being an afterthought whenever he's been out there on the court. It's been a Cleveland Cavaliers bunch that has been relatively balanced, but when I take a look at the flip side and what you're going to be able to get out of this Jazz team, I just think that there's a little bit more cohesion because I mean, it seems like half the Cleveland Cavaliers at this point have been out for like 10 to 12 games. So, I mean, they've had to just use various lineups. They've had to mix and match. When it comes to the Utah Jazz, they've had a couple of ailments, but you certainly have had a little bit more consistency when it comes to the team. Mitchell has been nothing short of magnificent, right around 24 points per game. He's been only shooting about 33% for three. I think that that's going to be able to rise up a little bit. But what else has been very critical? Boyan Bogdanovich. He's the guy that really doesn't get the love that he deserves on this Utah Jazz team. He's been able to pump in their 17 points per game. Certainly not a guy that's going to generate a lot of rebounds. And really, when it comes to the Jazz, Rudy Gobert is their designated rebounder for this team. And a very good one at that. But a guy that also gets a little bit of short shrift, and I'm not sure why, Mike Connolly. He's really been able to emerge for the team recently. He's had two 20-plus point performances in the last three games. So it does feel like he's a little bit feast or famine. In the other game, he did wind up having two points, but the team was still able to win that game against Portland because he still wound up doing a good job of facilitating. This is a wily veteran that sort of knows his role, one of the most consistent players when it comes to being able to get out there on the court. At one point, I believe that he wound up having the longest, like, games played streak out there in the NBA. Now, you do want to note that it looks like Hassan Whiteside likely going to be out for the Utah Jazz in this one. I don't think that that's really going to be adjusting the handicap too much for anyone's handicap, but with that said, just want to be able to throw that out there. I mean, you just take a look at all that you've got with the Utah Jazz. I think that they should be able to cover this number. Very explosive offense. A team that has a collective from three-point range shoots right around 36.5%, so you've got a lot of good players that really know their role. If I'd be looking at anything with the total, it would be the over, but not necessarily as strong on that as I do like the Utah Jazz a little bit more with regards to the spread. And then you've also got the New Orleans Pelicans playing against the Houston Rockets, a Rockets team that 
not been going well for them. I mean, it is so bad that the Pelicans, who have been relatively awful themselves, are currently a three-point favorite. This is a battle of the dregs out there with regards to the NBA. And when it comes to the Houston Rockets, there's just no taking this team until further notice. I don't know if I necessarily want to be laying money with the Pelicans, especially laying points when it comes to the New Orleans Pelicans, but I just can't find a reason to be able to bet on the Houston Rockets at this point. Christian Wood has been relatively solid. I mean, you give him a little bit of love. He's been able to put together a nice year, but my goodness, I mean, especially now that Brandon Ingram is back in the fold for the Pelicans. I mean, this is a Pelicans team that it certainly has not been a great stretch for them, but I mean, with Brandon Ingram back, this is a team that's actually been able to put together quite a few wins. They've got a little bit of a hot hand. Meanwhile, with the Houston Rockets, they've been as cold as cold can be. This is a Pelican team which they have been able to win right around four out of their last six games, and I think that they're going to be able to continue it here just because when it comes to Houston Rockets, it's a backcourt that really is bad. I mean, right now, people are looking to John Wall, seeing if he's going to be able to play at some point this year. So they have certainly fallen on some tough times. Meanwhile, the Pelicans, they seem to getting, be getting healthier, and they seem to be able to rise up a little bit. Not necessarily what we were hoping for out of them, but it's a little bit of something. What you guys are hoping for in the final hour, you're going to be getting a whole lot of NFL analysis and picks right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.